0: So I say, <laughs> but you know, normally I speak for like 50 minutes, which is a long time. Last week, Ryan was going to speak for 15 minutes, but he went for 45, <laughs> which it was so good. And I think it would have been a pity if he stopped halfway through because he had so much gold to share with us. So thank you for that, Ryan. And for those who missed it, Ryan just shared about how our view of God determines how we live and how we see the future and how we perceive the world. And it was great kingdom truth and um have a listen on soundcloud who has gone on to soundcloud ever yeah i love it it's so good good way to stay in touch hey we can't always be here every sunday i know we can't but we love catching up on soundcloud and the same for you it just keeps you in the flow tap into the cloud and get connected and um, catch up on messages and um, i know you'll be encouraged and same with like podcasts hey i listen to lots of different sermons and people from Um, around the world and isn't it great just to be encouraged and inspired and feed yourself good things tv's all right hey look i like tv but um sometimes feed your spirit stuff that actually builds you and i guess not just feeds your soul um we've been liking ninja warrior lately anyone watch that kids love that but anyway (laughs) everything in balance all right bring it back so going to jump straight into it. Last message for those of you who weren't here I spoke on Psalm 133 which says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity it is like precious oil poured on the head running down on the beard running down on Aaron's beard down on the collar of his robe it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion for there the Lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore and I just love that verse and I spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago how we often focus on that verse and say, where there is unity, there the Lord commands the blessing. But we can sometimes neglect the, where there is unity, that's where the oil flows, the anointing oil of God. And that's what I wanted to focus on, that when we're actually knitted together in relationship and when we're in unity, it actually creates a space for the oil, the anointing of God to flow from the head to the edges, to the edges of our community, to the edges of the world. And What does it look like for the edges to be anointed? It looks like miracles in the car park. It looks like mums on the footy field opening up about what they're battling with. It looks like ministering to someone in Bunnings it's oil on the edges it's not you have to be here to get a touch from God it says an anointing oil flow from us God God to us all the way out and um, I spoke about how unity is an agreement that's not what unifies us because if it's just agreement we're going to fall apart regularly because we're always going to disagree and if it's just agreement we'll fall apart every time we disagree Unity isn't agreement, it's commitment. It's commitment to the cause, it's commitment to each other in spite of our disagreement. So we can have a disagreement, but then our commitment to each other and the cause brings us back together in spite of that. So may we continue to be committed to one another. And I spoke about how uh, unity can, what we unite around can either build or destroy. We can unite around kingdom things that build, or we can unite around negativity or offense or grumbling, things that actually destroy And I spoke about uniting around three things that build kingdom, the future, kingdom principles, and relationships, opposed to the past, preferences, and um, roles. So this might not make a whole lot of sense, but have a listen on SoundCloud to catch the whole thing. So I want to continue on this morning, uh, along this vein of the Psalm 133, the oil flowing down. But last time I spoke a lot, mainly on the oil flowing to the edges. Today I want to speak about us in the process, I guess that oil coming in touch with us. It doesn't get to the edges without coming to us first. And I think sometimes we can talk about blessing for the community and the love of God for all those in our world who don't know Him. But we've got to remember that flow of life forevermore from God, that anointing is for us also in the process. And so I want to speak a little bit along these lines this morning. I really feel... Along the lines of what I prayed for, John, God is wanting to infuse us with some fresh grace, some fresh life, just fresh flow. We shouldn't be the most deadbeat people walking around as Christians, should we? We should have the like. We should have some life in us. And I really feel God wants us to be filled with a fresh dose of life this morning. And um, as way of introduction, I guess kind of a praise point from us, and just um, a story that God's spoken to me about regarding this. Our son Zeke, he. Had, has had a battle with glandular fever for probably six to nine months and he was just at different points he was like really quite sick in hospital and we weren't sure what was going on and thank you for praying for him church I know at different times you really just pray for him and carried him and he would improve but when he wasn't in hospital there were still times when you know he'd just be fatigued and he's a young and energetic boy and he loves his sport and loves to run around but and he would do all those things he would play footy but he'd just be really tired and pale afterwards and sometimes it would take him a day or two to bounce back and that's not Zeke he's like young and fit and strong and it's just not who I guess God not God's best for him and not who God had created him to be and um oh speaking of Zeke Ryan asked last week um where he was last week um our kids had footy gala with half the other kids in church this week they're all at footy presentation if you saw them all leave earlier they weren't running away from church they're all at footy presentation and and quite a few other kids are there also but anyway back to Zeke footy and um and his athletics carnival I'll tell you that story he just kept pushing himself many times because he's not a quitter and I remember at his athletics carnival he really wanted to run hard and do well and he sprinted in his heats and I think um I think he came fourth. No, he came third in that, but he wasn't sure if he would uh, make the finals. And so then it came up to the 800 meters, and like he he already looked pale and tired just from doing that. And then he's like, "Mom, I do the 800 meters." I'm like, "Are you sure? Like you already look a bit pale. Maybe you should just rest." He's like, "No, no, I really want to give it a go. He just loves to do everything." So then he did the 800 meters, and I just watched him sprint at the end of the 800 meters, and he was just, like pale as. And he came third in that as well, out of his whole year group. And then he came off like, exhausted. And then he didn't realise that he'd made it into the finals for the um, 100 metres. And then they called out his name to race the 100 metre final. And all the other kids who had made it into the 100 metre final, somehow they must have known or just assumed they were in it. And so they didn't do the 800 metres because they didn't want to be tired for that 100 metre final. So Zick's, like got Galangela Fever in the background. He's done the 100 metre heat and he's done the 800 metre, um, whatever that was. I don't know what you call that, race. And then he comes to his uh, finals and he does that. And I think he came fourth in that. And he came off and he was just white as a ghost and I think he was wiped out for a day or two. And my heart broke for him because, you know, he loves his sport, he loves his athletics and he was giving it all that he could, but he's just, his body couldn't handle it. He's, um, he couldn't keep up with everything he wanted to do until a couple of weeks ago and I noticed that he just started to have his bounce back a bit and he'd play a footy game and he'd still have energy and he was starting to annoy his brothers, dead giveaway, <laughs> and Taj even said it. He's like, Zeke, are you feeling better? <laughs> you're annoying us a lot (laughs) and uh, I said to Zeke are you feeling better Zeke like uh, he played actually a a big footy game in the morning one day uh, probably a couple of weeks ago and then he went and played for the under 11s and then he had a birthday party later that afternoon and then we had a family dinner and at the end of the day he still had heaps of energy which was different and I said Zeke are you feeling better and he said yeah mum I am I'm feeling better I've got my energy back I was like, yes, and I know that was just his body's time to process, probably not anything super spiritual about that, except prayers did help, but I felt God speak to me through Zeke, you know, it's about time that some of us got our energy back, there's been a fatigue and a weariness and we've been trying and we've been wanting to run the race and we've been wanting to kick the goals and do the tackles and do those things, but our bodies are struggling and our spirits are weary, and I feel prophetically God wants to say that we're coming into a season of renewed life and strength. And grace. And this particular day, I noticed Zeke was better. He played this footy game and he was just so strong. And he did tackle after tackle after tackle. And I was just watching him, like, who is this kid? We haven't seen this kid for six to nine months. And I feel like that church, you're going to be like, who are we? We're going to feel like strong again. And you're going to f- remember what it was like, how you've forgotten. Maybe you've forgotten how amazing it is to feel strong. And I know in that game, the coach actually said, T, what are you doing? Zeke so just did five tackles in a row. In fact, Zeke's been the only one tackling this whole game. And I thought for sure he's going to come off tired. But he came off like smiling and I'm like, are you all right? And he's like, I'm fine, I'm great, mum. And there was a turning point where I knew something had shifted in him. And I believe we're in a shift season. So, and you know, as I said in my last message, where there's oil... Things move easier. Not easy, but easier. And I feel as we've, I guess, committed to one heart, one accord, being together in unity, there's a fresh flow of that oil, that life forevermore. And um, it was so significant, that message that I shared. It was keys to position us for life and fruitfulness and breakthrough. But as I said, it's not just for oil on the edges. It's for us. And the fullness of life forevermore isn't just for heaven. I believe it's for now. On earth. And Isaiah 40... Verse 28 to 31, I love this. It says, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope or those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And I can just feel it so tangibly, so strong in my heart. The strength is being renewed, church, as we've waited on Him. And I spoke about how there's often a precondition to the promises of God. As we wait on Him, He renews our strength. And I believe it's been a season of waiting for us. And in the waiting, God is renewing our strength. And just to elaborate on that, a season of waiting... I think winter season's a season of waiting. You know, you don't necessarily see, like on the trees, a whole lot of, on the deciduous trees, flower or fruit. It's kind of looks barren. And it's a season of roots going deep. So it's a season of waiting for those trees to come into their season of fruitfulness. And I love these lyrics to the Hillsong um, song from the There Is More album called Seasons. And I'm going to unpack this. But it says, like a frost on a rose, winter comes for us all. Oh, how nature acquaints us with the nature of patience. Like a seed in the snow, I've been buried to grow. Though the winter is long, even richer, the harvest it brings. Though my waiting prolongs even greater, your promise for me like a seed. I can see the promise, I can see the future. You're the God of seasons, I'm just in the winter. If all I know of harvest is that it's worth my patience, then if you're not done working, God, I'm not done waiting. You can see my promise even in the winter, because you're the God of greatness even in a manger. For all I know of seasons is that you take your time. You could have saved us in a second. Instead, you sent a child. just love this. It's so powerful. And I said in my last message briefly that we've been in a season of our roots going down deep. But just to elaborate, as I said, I really feel God's been expanding in our hearts. Our roots are going deep. And you can misinterpret the winter season for barrenness. When you look at the tree with the leaves off it, it looks pretty bare and, like, stark. Although I have really had a fresh appreciation for those types of trees in winter, I don't know, I think they're quite beautiful, maybe it's my old age, and I think, but you can misinterpret that for barrenness, and I believe God's saying we're not in a season of barrenness, we're in a season of God going deeper in us, our roots expanding, because who knows how crucial those winter seasons are, and you know, the trees lose their leaves, so all the nutrients can go into the roots, the roots need to go deep, so that when the season of fruitfulness comes, the trees can sustain it. And I believe, church, God is saying you're coming into a season of great fruitfulness, but the roots had to go deep first, and you had to expand in our hearts first, because when the fruit comes, it's going to be weighty. And if we don't have roots, we're going to just tip over with the fruit. So this season has been of utmost importance, and that's why I'm talking about it uh, right now. Back to these lyrics, because you're the God of greatness, even in a manger. For all I know of seasons is that you take your time. You could have saved us in a second. Instead, you sent a child. And I love this. God could work a miracle in a second. He could do a work in us, but he loves to take his time. And I really feel in this season, God has been going deeper in us. He's been working on things. And who knows, in seasons of waiting and delay, it's when our character comes out. I know it is for me. When things don't go your way, when it's not like glamorous and party and summer season. On the mountaintops, you know, it's easy to praise God and have it all together. When things are pressured, the cold seasons, the hard seasons, it's when character comes out. And I believe that's what allows God space to work on us. And I know for me, God's been working on things in my own heart. So, and I love that, um, Though the winter is long, even richer the harvest it brings. And as I said, the winter may have seemed long, but it's the richer the harvest it's going to bring. It's been so necessary. And as I said, I believe we're coming into a season of soaring, of strength as we've waited on him and allowed God to go deeper in us. Ephesians 1, in the message, verse 15. That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the master Jesus, and I love that just that trust, um, so essential, I guess, in any season. And your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus. I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I'd think of you and give thanks, but I do more than thank. I ask, ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. And Ryan spoke about that so well last week. May we know who God is personally, like for who he actually is, and I guess not have false views that maybe we've picked up that hinge are our ability to live and enter into life in its fullness. So may we be intelligent and discerning in knowing Jesus personally, your eyes focused and clear, so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. To grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers, oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him, endless energy and boundless strength all this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And that um, chapter goes on. I love the rest of it. It talks about the church, but endless energy and boundless strength, all this energy issuing from Christ. There's such an energy and a strength to be found in our relationship with Jesus. And I believe maybe if we're not walking in that, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's a a greater level of intimacy to be tapped into with God, maybe a greater level of unity so that the life will flow in a greater way. I believe that's what we're heading into. And, you know, I spoke about the oil in us in my last message, the oil in us that comes through intimacy with God, and that says that produces energy and strength. And then the oil on us that comes through unity creates a flow of life forevermore. So I think, yeah, it's awesome promise. So, it's time to run into the future. And as I said, I just want to prophesy a season of life, vitality, and strength. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Philippians 4, 13. And, you know, the anointing actually strengthens. There's so many people in the Bible who were supernaturally enabled and strengthened just by the anointing and the grace of God. Samson, for example, there was an anointing on him for strength. And God used him to bring great deliverance to the Israelites and to actually kill the philistines and do you know what i love about samson he wasn't perfect god used him flaws and all he used him as a deliverer and we don't have to be perfect for god to anoint us and strengthen us we don't have to have our lives all together and as i said god's just pouring it out he's pouring out life and strength it's not about perfection he anoints us flaws and all and ryan said last week about how do we see god and you know i see a god who makes us strong when we're weak and when we're feeling flawed. I see a God, I know a God who has done that so many times for me. I know even in church on Sundays sometimes I'm thinking what the heck am I going to say just before I get up and then God will drop something into my heart. Sometimes I've got up here different times being sick and honestly feeling like I was going to spew or pass out. Not because of nerves because I was sick. I get up here and the anointing strengthens and I'm able to deliver a message and then I get off and crash. But anyway, the anointing enables and strengthens and that's just the function of it and I believe God's wanting us to tap into that in a greater way today. Daniel 11:32, but the people who know their God will be strong. As I said, said physique, there's been a shift from weak and fatigue to full of life and strength. And that's the shift. That's the season, church, that I believe we're coming into. No more fatigue. No more, like, running half a game or coming off the field buggered. There's going to be a fresh grace and a fresh life. Things are going to be easier all of a sudden. So put your hands up again. Who watches Ninja Warrior? Not many. Oh, few. So what's that guy's name? Sam Goodall? Yeah, you would have seen him in the finals. He was battling um, Ross River fever and he trained and trained and he just... He tried his best to f- complete this course, which was, like, I don't know how anyone can do it, crazy. And um, he collapsed halfway through and wasn't able to compete it. But I just think that can be a picture of us, you know. We can have all the goodwill in the world. We want to compete and finish the race. And we want to see victory after victory. But we just get weary and fatigued. and. I believe that we're coming out of that season. It's not going to be weary and fatigue and just battling on. There's going to be strength and life and victory after victory and tackle after tackle, and we're going to be able to run and not grow weary. John 10.10, he came that we would have life and life to the full. All right, so let's stand. I'm just going to finish by praying for us. That wasn't too long. That must have been my shortest message in a while. (laughs) And um, as I said... Zeke's journey was just his journey, but I really felt God speak to me through Zeke prophetically about the season we're coming into. And do you know what Ezekiel means? Who knows? Ezekiel means whom God makes strong. And, you know, I think there's such power in a name. And there's been a journey for Zeke, for God, to make him strong. And like I said, I would just watch him on that footy field and tackle after tackle after tackle. It's a picture of strength. And there's such power in a name. There's such power in what I'm speaking out now, church, that we're coming into a season of strength Boundless energy, endless strength, vitality, life forevermore. And so God, I thank you for each and every one now that even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. And I recognize that perhaps you've been in a season, a winter season, a waiting season and it's been hard and maybe some hearts have become weary and discouraged. But I thank you that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength, that they will rise and they will soar on wings of eagles, that they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And we thank you for that, Jesus, for a season of life. And life abundant for a fresh infusion of grace and strength. And highway, I feel this is a line in the sand. It's going to be different. As I said, Zeke was different. We're going to look different. It's going to be a fresh strength for each and every one, but also corporately as we've knitted together in a greater way, one heart, one accord. As we've committed to each other, it's creating a flow for life forevermore. And not just to the edges, yes, to the edges, but for us in the process, church, it's blessing you. Life, life Life forevermore. Amen. I think I've covered everything. Can we sing that um, one that has that living water in it? Is that what you're already singing? The The living water one, your worship song. Awesome. And I really believe as we worship together now, as we just connect with God. We get to know him more personally as it says that endless energy and that boundless strength comes from that intimate relationship with Jesus so that's going to come there's going to be some energy and some strength as we just sing and connect with Jesus but also as we can worship together in one heart one accord as we continue to allow disagreements and issues and offenses just to be put to the side God's knitting us together in church I believe I can just see it from heaven there's going to be a flow a divine flow of life forevermore even now as we sing and it's going out into our community. And I just really feel this is so significant prophetically and let's not pass up this moment. Thank you, team.